Next on BYU Sports Nation, how about a season opener for BYU hoops against a Sweet 16 team? On the road, scheduling upgrade continues. Where did Athlon Sports rank Tanner Mangum among all college football quarterbacks? And former QB Riley Nelson tells us who he has at starter going into the season. And the latest BYU star to earn SportsCenter Top 10 love, Caitlin Alders, returns to the show. What's next for Jonah Trinneman's NFL career and the greatest classic Nintendo game ever? Let's go! This is BYU Sports Nation, brought to you by the BYU Store, simulcast on BYU-TV and BYU-Radio. Now, from Studio B, here's Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. BYU Sports Nation is live, your day-to-day play-by-play in Studio B, presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Tuesday, May 15th, wherever and however you're connected. Great to have you with us. I am Spencer Linton, teamed up with Tecmo Super Bowl graphics designer, Jerem Jordan. I love Tecmo Super Bowl. Let's just get right to it. Our question of the day is this, okay? NES is returning in June. What's the greatest Nintendo game of all time? Oh, go now. Okay, weigh in Answer on it now. Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. We've had a bunch of responses. Great ones. This is one's off the board. Doesn't have anything to do with BYU. Who cares? It's May 15th. We've got to fill an hour, people. <laughs> but we do have a ton uh, to fill today, which is crazy, including a little bit of scheduling news with BYU Hoops. I'm excited about this particular game. The best graphic that you helped design in Tecmo Super Bowl is the high five in the end zone after a team scores a touchdown. That's my So favorite. good. And then you play with the Bills, and you're like, QB Bills through the touchdown because Jim Kelly wouldn't give his rights <laughs> away. Yeah, there are a few players that are just QB something. I want BYU Sports Nation, the NES game. I don't know what would be involved there. Like you walk around the set or you walk on campus or something. We'll have to brainstorm what okay. the game what is. What goes into that video what game? What goes into the game, yeah. We need to talk to the people from EA Sports. It's in the game. Absolutely. And Rise. you can use our likeness if you want. And shout. It's time for What's Trending. You're talking about it, and so are we. It's What's Trending on BYU Sports Nation. How about some Sweet 16 flavor to the BYU basketball schedule? John Rothstein, CBS basketball insider for uh, the college game, reports BYU will open the season at Nevada. Woo! A top 20 Sweet 16 basketball team last season. A return game to Provo will follow in 2019. Jerem, what's your reaction to the latest scheduling news? Fantastic series. Nevada was Awesome last year. 17 in the RPI on Selection Sunday. Okay, that's a quad one wherever you play it. Highest RPI game uh, from last season on BYU's schedule that we know of that's been announced or reported. Uh, Ten games now. One of only two games in the top 50, but BYU has two top 20s. Houston being the other one. Really talented team, as you mentioned. Sweet 16. Regular season champs in the Mountain West. Got upset by San Diego State, but uh, it was a two-bid league in the NCAA tournament. Sweet 16. Caleb and Cody Martin. They're in the NBA Draft Combine this week. If they come back, they don't have agents. Watch out. As well as uh, Jordan Carline. They've got three dudes that were in that process, right? BYU's one with the only Childs. Quad one this season, probably quad two next season if the Martins aren't back next year, which you'd imagine maybe they aren't. But this is a fantastic game. The now fourth Mountain West game, by the way, for BYU. So the whole BYU's going back to the Mountain West and maybe who. They're playing four Mountain West teams. We'll see if there are more on the schedule. But BYU's playing Nevada to open the season. 
The start of the season, by the way, can be Tuesday, November 6th. It's bumped up a couple of days. We don't know the exact date of this one as reported by John Rothstein, but I love this because Nevada's coming into Provo next year. That's a really good game. The scheduling has become ambitious, and it is getting to the point where it is bordering almost too much, which I love because it's new and it's proactive. Give yourself an opportunity to pick up quality wins early in the season. And if you lose, you were supposed to lose. BYU's going to be an underdog in this game. It won't kill their resume. This is opportunity knocks for BYU basketball. They will not be penalized if they lose this game at Nevada. And if they win it, holy cow, all of a sudden your resume is elevated and you become an NCAA tournament quality team with one game to open the season. So we know 10 games of BYU men's basketball non-conference going into next year. A reminder, last year, BYU played one quad one non-conference game. It was against Alabama in Brooklyn. They're going to have like five this year. BYU has, as of now, based on last year's selection Sunday RPI, obviously that can change a lot, okay? Someone can sneak up and be a quad one or won't be a quad one. Four of those right now and two quad twos. So you've you've gone from three quad one, quad two, non-con to six. Okay, you've gone from one quad one to four. Obviously, a lot can change, but I like what's on the slate right now. Just listen to the names. Nevada, Houston, San Diego State, Mississippi State, Utah. People were awesome. Athlon Sports ranked all of the starting quarterbacks in college football. BYU's Tanner Mangum came in at 90th. What? Is that fair? Number 90? 90. They rank, that's a lot of people to rank. I get irritated by how reactionary everything is off of one season. And I know that it was forgettable last year for BYU for many yeah, reasons. Unforgettable as well. It's just too reactionary for the guy that apparently was the best freshman quarterback in the country in 2015. Like that best seems freshman. like a dramatic dramatic difference like can we regress to the middle maybe he's like 65 or 60 or something 90 I just think it's too low the same people ranked Tanner Mangum in the top 25 following that freshman year so can we meet in the middle because he's got a new offensive coordinator and a new offense and too new much life. if Tanner Mangum is the 90th best quarterback in the country when all is said and done and he's the starter BYU's gonna go four and nine again I think everyone is assuming that BYU is going to repeat what it did. Like, not a lot of people are being like, okay, there's going to be this fast improvement. And, and why would there be until you see it from the outside, okay? Tanner Mangum's freshman year was a while ago. It was 2015. It's been 2016. He comes in against Utah State in the 12th regular season game when Taysom Hill tried to hurdle a dude again and hurt his elbow. Plays in the bowl game. It's rainy. Throws for sub-100 passing yards. 2017, eight touchdowns, nine picks, 5.9 yards per attempt. Really low. So it's been a while. What we all hope is that Tanner Mangum can be some shade of what he was from 2015. That's the hope. Will he be a 3,000-yard passer, 25 touchdowns, 10 picks kind of guy? That might be a little ambitious in year one of a new offense. I don't know. They tried to plug Tanner Mangum into a system that he was never going to succeed in. Well, that same thing happened with Taysom Hill, in my opinion. I don't think that was the optimal offense for his skill set. Regardless of who it is, they plugged Tanner Mangum into a system that he's not going to be 
he was never going to be good at. Well, why would you do that? Because you're trying to change the entire system. And he wasn't recruited to BYU to be a pro-style quarterback. Jeff Grimes. I was given two years to do that, and the second year was so bad that it was like, no, 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 we're blowing this up. See? Jeff Grimes, will, if Tanner Mangum is the guy, will utilize Tanner Mangum's strengths and let You'd him hope. do his thing. You'd hope. And so, his thing is throw it up to tall receivers. 90th best quarterback in the country? I just think it's too high. Like, are there 89 quarterbacks better than Tanner Mangum right now? Okay. Then he, that's, a, that's a lot of guys, man. 90 exactly, low. Exactly. Should he be the starter if he's the 90th best quarterback in the and country? And then there's the confusion of what we just mixed up, which is, is 90 high or low? Yeah. To me, it's low. <laughs> like, high being one, low being 90, right? The Arizona Cardinals in the National Football League have announced the release of undrafted free agent and former BYU wide receiver, a guy Tanner Mangum threw the ball to, Jonah Trineman, to make room for some new rookie camp signees. What happens next? Jerem, do you think Jonah Trineman will land on another NFL team? I hope he gets another shot. His combine numbers were so good that he got an opportunity with the Cardinals. I'm hoping someone else takes a shot. I wonder if Jonah Trineman should become a defensive back. Because then you take out the have-to-catch-the-ball element that uh, you know, can be a challenge at time for some wide receivers at that level. What if Jonah Trineman is a cornerback? He's got all the numbers that would scream successful cornerback. The quickness, the speed, the agility, the broad jump, the vertical. All of these things, these things scream defensive back, in my opinion, for Jonah Trineman. I'm Could he wonder- not be a special team star as well? Go, running down the field, beating coverage down the field, making tackles on punt coverage? Like Yes. I, I want Jonah Trineman to get a shot with somebody else in that way. He's, he's too good of an athlete not to use in some way, somewhere, even on a practice squad. The radars are rolling from NFL teams. And analytics are such a part of the game and recruiting at the professional level that people will see those numbers and absolutely give him a shot. He's going to get called somewhere else because his numbers were so crazy. Analytics are too important today. There are too many owners and guys, scouts, that look at those numbers and just think, okay, let's, let's find a place for this guy. Because if, if he went out there and they're like, okay, he just can't catch the ball very well. Okay. If the, I don't know that that's the case, but if that's the case, just be a defensive back. He's so quick and fast, he could do it. He could have done it here. Didn't want to, but could have. And no one could throw him the ball deep enough. There was one time he was throwing a good ball deep. On, in stride. Against and it was Toledo. against Toledo. Another one, San Jose State. Opened up with like a 40-yard catch. Other than that, it was like hard to get that guy the rock at the right place, right? The BYU baseball team has been mathematically eliminated from the West Coast Conference Tournament for the first time since 2014. But this afternoon, the Batcats are in Palo Alto to play number three Stanford. Spencer, what are the Cougars playing for today? Well, they're playing for pride. That's the cliche answer, right? Hey, go out there, line it up. You get to wear the BYU uniform. I'm all for that. For the fourth the last time. That's great, Okay. What the players are really going for, especially those that are returning to play baseball at BYU following this year, so anybody that's not a senior, they're playing for positions and for good favor with Mike Littlewood. This is a tryout for a lot of these guys to say, hey, I'm all in for next year. I want to be part of the rebuilding year that happens after the letdown this year. So I think the competition will brew for the guys that are coming back and Mike Little is going to be watching closely. Like, hey, I'm going to give some guys some opportunities that maybe haven't had as many opportunities. 
Show me something. Show me that you deserve to be more on the field. He can utilize these four games to change the dynamic, the attitude, and get new guys on the field. So I think they're playing for the ability and the opportunity to be on the field next year. Two things. You're playing for a 500 record. You're always four games below that. If they win out the week, one plus three, then they'll be 500. That's okay. the mark. That's the mark in baseball. 500 is good. Okay. Uh, like 600 is like you're the division champ. Yeah, and Mike Littlewood said if you're 500 or above, you've got a pretty good yeah. team. So you're playing for that. You're also playing for the highlight of the season. Two years ago in men's basketball, the Cougars beat number one Gonzaga. What do you remember from that year? Not a lot besides that, right? Ah, BYB. This could be that opportunity for BYU baseball to have some highlight. You have the banquet next year. You're like, hey, we beat number three Stanford end of the year. That was a great moment. It showed we're capable. If you beat Stanford, yes. it gives the team like, one game. the idea baseball, of, hey, we're capable one, of beating the best. One game in baseball, you can do it. Yeah, beat the trees, man. Let's beat go. Beat the trees. In Palo Alto, <laughs> number three team in the country. Jaron, back to what you brought up off the top of the show. I love that we're doing this. The classic Nintendo Entertainment System is returning for purchase in June. The old school box, the controllers. We've got an emulator in our office, so this is not as exciting as it would be because we already have one. We don't need it. But I'm excited for everyone else to get one. Yes. Yes. But to see the actual box, and it's going to be probably a little bit more reliable so you don't have to blow in all the game cartridges and... Yeah. (laughs) Smack it. Like, come on, get in there. Let's go. It's returning. It was initially released in 1984, developed in 1983. It's back in June. It was a great year. If you were to buy this system, what would be your first game purchase? Which would be the greatest game on the classic Nintendo? It's Tecmo Super Bowl. Tecmo Super Bowl is the boss. And there's a ton of Cougars in that, by the way. Steve Young, Leon White. Lee Johnson. Absolutely. Jason Buck. All those guys, man. Like, all the classic 80s guys are in... uh, McMahon. Kozlowski. Eh, I wanted to leave out Kozlowski. (laughs) It's a great game. I love Tecmo Super Bowl. That's my favorite game. That's That's a quick answer. Okay. Hard hard not to like that answer. Um, See, I I like Tecmo Super Bowl. Because it's so common, I kind of wanted to go off the radar. And I'm going to go... and this isn't really that much off the radar, but there was a game that I played day after day after day after day what trying to finally Spencer? beat Mike Tyson in Mike oh, Tyson's punch so out. Awesome. Hey, you take down Glass Joe and what's the bald bull. What's the guy's name that you are? What is it? Little Mac. Little Mac. Super <laughs> macho man. But like Mike Tyson was the impossible. Genie. I finally beat Mike Tyson. Like that was the tiger guy. An amazing accomplishment in my life. That was my victory royale. <laughs> Of 1992. <laughs> okay, for, for those that love Fortnite, like the original Victory Royale for me was beating Fortnite's Mike Tyson's punch Fortnite's got nothing out. on these games. Nothing. <laughs> Flash in the pan. Also, Blades of Steel, underrated hockey game. I played that for hours. Mm. Hours. Send in your responses. Time to hear from you, BYU Sports Nation. This is Voice of the Nation. This is the Voice of the Nation. On BYU Sports Nation. The Nintendo Entertainment System Classic Edition back in June. What's the greatest Nintendo game of all time? First response from at Grizzfather on Twitter. Tecmo Bowl, not Tecmo Super Bowl. I like Tecmo Super Bowl more. The original yeah. Tecmo Bowl, without a doubt. Playing with the Bears and Jim McMahon and Walter Payton equals unstoppable. Yeah. Walter Payton was Bo Jackson 
equivalent on yes. Super Tech Bo Mobile. Jackson's unstoppable, right? On uh, Tecmo Super Bowl. Jeff Olson on Facebook. Dr. Mario, for sure, took years <laughs> of therapy to remove the addiction. Now, remind me, that's like a Mario version of Tetris-ish, right? Is that, do I yes. remember correctly? Yes. Okay. Somebody tweeted in uh, the track and field game with oh. the power pad. Oh, yeah, dude. I'd go over. I, I never had it, but I'd go over to my friend's house that had it, and you're running. And you're, ra- you're racing the animals. You're racing some dude named Cheetah. <laughs> some dude named Cheetah. <laughs> uh, coming up, there are, there are a few lines. We're going to go between them. Coming up with Lauren McClain. And BYU baseball, excuse me, softball star Caitlin Aldridge. She was just featured on SportsCenter prominently, number four in the top ten after a catch to remember. What was it like for her to see herself on ESPN? We're going to ask her next as she joins us. The Cougars headed to regionals. This is BYU Sports Nation. I thought it was a walk to remember. Is it a catch to remember? BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Today, the Bad Cats are taking on number three Stanford at 4 p.m. Eastern time on BYU Radio and pack-12.com. It's a... Tremendous opportunity for the Cougars to play the number three ranked Stanford Cardinal. Listen to it on BYU Radio coming up before you. BYU Sports Nation simulcast on BYU TV and BYU Radio. The conversation rolling on social media. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at BYU Sports Nation. Check us out on Facebook as well. Whenever you reply or respond and would like to converse with us, just use the hashtag BYUSN. Our question of the day. The classic Nintendo Entertainment System is returning in June. That was announced yesterday. What is the greatest Nintendo game of all time? Carrie Hadley on Facebook. I can't pick just one. They had so many classics out there. NES is my all-time favorite console because of their variety. Yeah, there's so many different types of games. I even played a game called Totally Rad. I don't need the guy like flew around and you went from level to level. I, I don't even know what we did, but it was <laughs> called Totally Rad. Paperboy was a fun one. Rad Racer. Battletoads. Um, there's so many like Zelda Contra this question's way off the board but there have been so many good responses we'll get to as many as we can join in hashtag BYUSN Twitter Facebook and Instagram more of your responses later in the show joining us now on the Deseret First Credit Union hotline is the latest BYU star to receive the Sports Center treatment number four in the top ten Caitlin Aldridge of BYU Softball Caitlin nice to have you back on the show hey thanks for having me where are you right now we're at the airport heading to Eugene, Oregon. Are you going into Portland, or do you go get to go into Eugene specifically? They actually put half our team on a plane to Portland and half on a plane to Eugene. I was just lucky enough to get on the one to Eugene. Well, that's because uh, you were you number were the, four in the top ten. And you were the player of the year, so, uh, yeah, you should be on the Eugene plane. Totally. <laughs> Caitlin, what was it like to uh, watch your highlights again and again and again on SportsCenter? Not just in the top ten, but they did an, an additional feature. What was that like for you? You know, it was kind of like a dream come true. It didn't really feel real. I was sitting there just, like, smiling the whole time, like, is that really me? <laughs> what was it like to see yourself there and then uh, kind of, I imagine you're walking yourself through that play as well and going, whoa, I did that? You did, that like, a handstand and everything. Yeah, I don't know. It was just kind of like, you know, they always tell you to run through the fence, and that's kind of just what I did. I was like, like a dog, like a ball. <laughs> <laughs> I was said fetch and you went and got it. Like, how did that work? Yeah. Sorry, I, what was that? I was speaking with your coaches after the game, and uh, one of your assistants, Coach Jensen, uh, as well as Coach Eakin, said that 
you practice this often. Like you simulate this situation and you've never really had it in a game until senior day. So, I mean, did you ever think that you were really going to be able to do this and, and that it would happen in a game? You know, I didn't. A couple of weeks ago, there was a one that was really close, but it was a little far out of my reach, and I kind of thought I'd missed my chance. But then it happened, and I was so happy I finally got one. So you grabbed the ball, but then that's just the beginning, okay? You have to hang on to it, and then you have to go over the railing. Why did none of your teammates help you out? <laughs> <laughs> I think they were just so excited that I actually caught it. <laughs> She caught it! Oh my gosh, is she okay? <laughs> yeah, and you do like this handstand, and then it's like you're a, uh, you know, an underwater swimmer or whatever, and you you like stick your legs out, like it's like you had practiced that, which we realized you did, and and the context of this for those who missed it is, you don't just make it out, you win the game. So w- what did that mean to you to j- j- do all of that, and then ultimately that's a game winning play. You know, it was really cool, like, especially being senior day, you know, like finishing the game with the game-winning catch that was, like, super awesome. It was just, like, icing on the cake for a career at Gal Miller Field. Caitlin Aldridge with us on BYU Sports Nation, part of BYU Softball. The senior third baseman headed to Eugene, Oregon, to take on the Drake Bulldogs in game number one of that regional. What was Saturday like overall for you on senior day with some pressure on having to beat LMU twice, but wrapping up a 10th consecutive conference championship? It's a dream come true for sure. I mean, all you can ask for is competition in the games you play, and we definitely had it. And it was pressure, like high pressure and everything, and we came through. So it was just amazing. Libby Sugg was in here last week. And Libby is not a person who gets anxious or nervous very easily, is my, uh, I guess, uh, understanding. She was anxious and nervous. Like, there was some pressure uh, going into those games. So how did you guys uh, take two to ultimately win the title? You know, I think when you have pressure, you can turn it into either, like, bad or good. And we definitely turned it into good and turned it into high energy and, like, use that to push us through the nervousness and get through the game. So I think that's, you know, how it worked. So I feel like your play to end game one what was the straw that broke the camel's back? Because then in game two, you guys win eight, nothing in six, the mercy rule. Was there something to the way you won game one dramatically that helped you go into game two? For sure. I think it, you know, cause the first game was a close one is a nail biter, but then that play brought so much energy and so much like fun that when we went into second game, it was just like, nobody could stop us. We were, we were on a high and we weren't coming down. Well, that high has taken you to the regionals once again for a 14th consecutive year at BYU. What do you think of the draw with Drake and Albany and the number one overall seed, Oregon? You know, I'm just happy to be going, but I think we could have deserved maybe a little better draw than the number one pick. But, you know, we'll take what we get and we're ready to kill Oregon, so... Okay, then. Uh, yeah, we've been talking about old school Nintendo. There were, What was it, Duck Hunt? You going to take the old Nintendo uh, <laughs> plastic gun there to Eugene because you're on a Duck Hunt? Oh, yeah, for <laughs> Have, sure. You might even be too young. Have you ever played classic old Nintendo NES? Oh, for sure. Donkey Kong was my game. Okay. Very nice. Okay, Donkey Kong it Super, is. Everyone's played Super Mario Brothers, too, right? It's classic. It's awesome. Caitlin Aldridge with us on BYU Sports Nation. You've played, I want to say, like 10 or 11 top 25 programs this year. So if it does come to a matchup with Oregon, 
Is there anything that they have that you haven't seen in the level of competition that you've played this season? You know, I don't think so. We've seen the top 25 pitching this year, and we'll see it again with them, but I think we're ready. I don't think there's anything that's going to surprise us. Is that the biggest difference between, say, you know, a team outside the top 25 and one in is the pitching? Yeah, for sure. I mean, because there's, there's people that can hit everywhere, but the top 25 pitching is definitely a step above, so that's probably the biggest difference. You open up with Drake. What do you know better, Drake's softball or Drake's music? Okay. <laughs> Drake's music. <laughs> <laughs> Looks like you need to uh, read the scouting report a little more than before the game Thursday. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Caitlin, uh, it's great to talk to you again. We wish you congratulations. I know you're a firm believer in the BYU Sports Nation karma. Yeah, we're sending it through the uh, phone lines or the internet. Perfect. Take the karma. You can uh, share it with your team if you so choose, or you can keep it all to yourself, whatever you think. (laughs) I'll share it. All right, Caitlin. Good luck uh, (laughs) against Drake and in the Eugene Regional. Thank you so much. Caitlin Aldridge on the Deseret First Credit Union Hotline. Deseret First, your values, your timeline, your financial future. We got a split squad going to uh, Oregon. <laughs> half the team to Eugene. Half I'm to on the Portland. plane to Eugene. It's like a two-hour drive from Portland to Eugene, man. <laughs> what in the world? Huh? Just it works. Make sure that your Sports Center star is on the plane to Eugene. Yeah. Oh, what a coincidence that uh, the Player of the Year and uh, player in the top five, uh, you know, on Sports Center, the top ten, is on the plane to Eugene. That's just crazy. Oh, all the freshmen that no player on the one to Portland. That's weird. A nice pole with the duck hunt, too. Do we need to send her the plastic uh, Nintendo gun? <laughs> hey, take this to Oregon. <laughs> She's checking it through the airport. They're like, what's this? That was like, no, no, next no, Nintendo. level I technology. And oh, advancement. I always cheated on that, too, because it's like, stand back. I just get right up to the TV. <laughs> I'm like, these ducks have no chance. No chance. <laughs> oh. oh. <laughs> Good classic Nintendo games. I forgot about Duck Hunt, too. I'm just remembering all these you know, games from the 80s, early 90s. Awesome. Hey, coming up, the last quarterback to lead BYU to an end-of-season ranking, Riley Nelson, tells us what QB he has as the starter going into fall camp in August. And Lauren McLean has returned She's from back. a tour of the world to bring us the best of between the lines. Hopefully uh, my dad bought in the hockey incident is somewhere in there, right? If you ever miss an episode of BYU Sports Nation, don't fear. You can download the free apps for BYU TV and BYU Radio and listen to the show and any other shows uh, that are on those apps. So check them out, BYU TV and BYU Radio. Jerem Jordan repping Rick's College today in Studio B. I'm the son of two parents who went to Rick's. Did either finish? Doesn't matter. (laughs) But they went there. And with that said... Welcome back. I am Spencer Linton with the aforementioned Jerem Jordan. We're on Radio Vision Live on BYU Radio, simulcast on BYU TV. Yes, the Y of I. The Y of I. Or as they call it there, BYU. We're on demand anytime, (laughs) anywhere. The awkward silence could not be had. Any of our headlines. (laughs) Hey, not to worry. They go now. It's your BYU Sports Nation headlines. CBS Sports College basketball analyst John Rothstein reporting BYU will open the basketball season in Reno against the Nevada Wolfpack. A return game will happen in Provo the following season. That's a Sweet 16 top 20 team from last year. Quad one in all likelihood. 
BYU third baseman Nate Favero is the West Coast Conference Player of the Week after going 9-for-13 in a three-game series at San Francisco, raising his average 32 points. The Batcats play at number 3 Stanford today at 4 Eastern on BYU Radio and pack-12.com. The Cougars have won 2-of-3. In the second round of the NCAA Regional in Norman, Oklahoma, 39th-ranked BYU men's golf currently tied for 8th. Remember, you got to finish in 5th place as a team to advance to the next level of the championships. Patrick Fishburn leading all BYU Cougars. He's tied for fifth overall individually at three under par. Yeah, he's doing well, and he's through seven, so uh, nice job. And the Arizona Cardinals released former BYU wide receiver Jonah Trineman yesterday. We hope Jonah lands on another team, gets another shot. I shared my opinion earlier. I think he should consider being a cornerback. He's got all the skills to do that. The numbers, the pro day numbers, analytics, I just... There are several teams that have him on the radar to find some spot for him. Hey, we all know that once is never enough. BYU Athletics has produced several memorable moments this past season, not only on the field, but in front of the cameras. They have taken on the challenge of the cold glass eye and have succeeded. Between the lines style. So let's once again go between the lines. BYU Sports Nation presents Between the Lines. We want to relive some of our favorite BTL segments from this year so far and give a huge thank you and shout out to Maddie Rasmussen, our former producer, who was the brains behind the scenes from the inception. It's time for Best of Between the Lines. Well, Guard, what I really want to know is do you still, like, do you still have it? No. Do you still do I, some I am in a fight with gravity and gravity's winning. Okay, let's, let's see what you got on the bars. Oh my gosh. Oh! <laughs> That's amazing. Oh, that hurts the looking? shoulders. What was Maddie's first impression of you? Dud or stud? Stud. He just, he was singing Justin Bieber, and I was like, wow, if a guy's got guts to sing Justin Bieber on the first date, He's got to be pretty cool, so that's where he's he won seven. the stud card for me. Seven Woo-hoo! out of ten. You are officially the top of the leaderboard. What's your favorite lunch food? I say McDonald's, really. Big Mac McDonald's. McDonald's is your favorite? Yes. We don't have McDonald's for you, but we do have Italian pesto. I don't know how you pronounce that. Ciabatta? What's your favorite hobby apart from volleyball? Ping pong. Ping pong. You're pretty good? Yeah, I would say so. We have the number one seed, Mary Lake, versus the number two seed, Storm Fagata Tufuga. Championship point. This is championship point. That defensive specialty coming out in her. Loki, I could play QB right now, huh? You cannot play QB right now. Go to you a little bit. I would not want you to throw me the ball. I'm 6'1", 280. I, I was a loser last year, and I don't like losing. I appreciate the, the second chance. Our winner for 2018 Not So Pro Day is Devin. Devin. There you go. All right, I don't know how they do this. You got this. You got this. Oh! It's good. It's good. I'm sorry if I kick you. Oh. Make sure you hold it straight, okay? Oh, oh, sorry! Walking over, I noticed a lot of the problem was probably the holder. Are you picking Johnny as your holder over me? I mean... Yes. Swaggin'. Swag? <laughs> Swaggin'. Sweat. Swaggin'. Swaggy? Swaggy. Swaggy Keaton? <laughs> Swag. Yeah. Swag? <laughs> what about, have you heard about Matt Bushman? Do you know who that is? 
He's not very good though, huh? <laughs> no, I, I wouldn't say that because okay. I don't really know. <laughs> I'm not bushing. Oh but my I gosh, what the heck? <laughs> All I want to do is shoot the puck really hard to Spencer. My dad bot is under serious scrutiny. <laughs> well, what I think we need to do to end this is do a little team share. I'm not going to move. I'm but. ready. One, two, three, who are you? Those are just a few of our favorite moments, and we have many more to come. Again, special shout-out to Maddie Rasmussen. Next week on Between the Lines, we're doing a blast from the past with Jeff Judkins, the head coach of women's oh, basketball. <laughs> And the assistant coach, Ashley Garfield. We're going to see if he still has the touch, guys. So follow us on Twitter, BYU underscore BTL, and use the hashtag BYUBTL. Now, you mentioned Maddie Rasmussen. She did yeah. a, such a good job. My she fear is that the next person won't do as good a job. Do you think that Dane Carlson will do as good a job You know, as if he wasn't standing in the room right now, I might is have. Is he standing in the room? Words. Oh, hi, Dane. But <laughs> since the fact that he's here, I think he'll do a fantastic job. But, but Maddie really was phenomenal. Yes, Spencer, Maddie was Spencer, I'm awesome. sorry we didn't put in any of the uh, goals that you stopped. Yeah, how convenient for you many. to uh, not include any of my... 20 stops, but the, <laughs> but the one goal you scored make me look bad. Ah, happened to get goal. in there. I scored two goals. Oh, sorry. Okay. Follow two up goals. to that. So uh, one of the players there, BYU player, I took a hockey class for one class, and then I quit because <laughs> I'm terrible at skating, <laughs> like really bad. He goes, why weren't you at the between the lines thing? He was like so bugged that I wasn't there. But he I was, mean, you, you know you were invited. He was super cool. I, no, I was. I know. But he was super cool about it. But he was like, dude. It was awesome. Come hang out with us. And I was like, I suck at skating. No. <laughs> Maybe we have to do a yeah. part three. But that's what makes these fun. If you suck at skating, we just capture all those glorious falls. I don't, and- I don't think that suck uh, is the appropriate word for how bad I am. <laughs> like, I quit a hockey class with all my friends. I got my money back. With all level one people that with, have no idea well, what they're doing. No, the everyone. Well, the first. Okay, I don't want to turn this into me in the <laughs> hockey class, but I am. So the first thing the first thing they do is they go, all right, out to center ice, skate all the way down and back. I was still going to the dead. one side by the time <laughs> that they had gone all the way back. It's that bad. Anyways, I probably need to go with you next time. <laughs> yeah, you're not, you're, yeah, you're not invited next time. I take it back. Definitely right. not. But anyway, thanks, guys. Hey, hey. between the lines. It's been a great journey so far this year. We look forward to more. Yes, yes it has. It's just beginning. <laughs> yes, We're not halfway through the year. Okay, coming up, Cougars at three different sports win awards. It's coming up to the Cougar Whip Around. And more from our question of the day. What's the greatest classic Nintendo game ever? Mm-hmm. Plus, Riley Nelson, former BYU quarterback. He's the last guy to quarterback BYU to a ranked finish. Who would he start right now if he had to pick the starter for BYU? What's yours, Lauren? It's BYU Nintendo Sports Nation. Yeah, what's your Nintendo game? I really like Donkey Kong. Donkey, Donkey Kong. Kong. Oh, nice. Two votes for Donkey Kong. Stay with us. Between the Lines is brought to you by Tim Daly Nissan. Think Nissan. Think Tim Daly Southtown. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. And the fans will be in Palo Alto today as the BYU baseball team takes on number three Stanford. You can listen to it at 4 Eastern on BYU Radio. And watch it on pack-12.com. Beat the trees. Live from Studio B with your day-to-day BYU sports play-by-play. I am Spencer Linton alongside Jerem Jordan. Our daily BYUS and rebroadcast airs weeknights on BYU TV at 6 p.m. Eastern. Our question of the day. 
found out yesterday that the Nintendo Entertainment System Classic Console is returning in June. What's the greatest Nintendo game of all time? At Ty underscore Dama underscore Science says, name a better NES game than Ramage. I'll wait. I'm not even sure what that is. I don't know Ramage. Well, was Rampage a Nintendo game? Not is Ramage, it, but Rampage. Is it Ramage or Rampage? I don't, because I don't know. May- it was written in the script as Ramage, and I'm like, uh, never heard of that. But Rampage, I have heard of. Yeah, Ram Rampage is a game. Obviously, there's a movie out with your boy The Rock. So yeah, there's a there's a eight bit NES game that's <laughs> Rampage. Okay. Is it Ramage or we Rampage? Think, we think it's Rampage. Yeah. Hashtag BYUSN, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, whatever you prefer. We love all the responses. Joining us now on the Deseret First Credit Union Hotline, our second guest of the day, former BYU quarterback, a veteran of the show, and the guy who was the last man to quarterback a double-digit BYU team in the win column, Riley Nelson. Riley, welcome back to the show. Thanks for having me on, fellas, and I hope every year that that, uh, as much as I enjoy that distinction, that it goes away. We need to get back to the glory days. Seriously, and we'll discuss that in a second, but what's your favorite classic Nintendo game, Riley? Duck Hunt. Duck Hunt. We were talking about that. Would you, okay, I, I admitted that I would just cheat and go right up to the TV screen. Would you stand back or would you go up? Well, it depended on whether or not I was winning or losing against the person. <laughs> you know, because you can show if you're winning and you're sitting far back, then it kind of you can shove it in their face. But once they start beating you, then you go up to the TV, and then sure enough, they go up to the TV, and then it turns into a wrestling match, which is what I really enjoyed. Yes. Did, did you ever have the do the track and field thing with the mat? That's what I was going to say. That's what I was going to say. Second, guys, I wasn't really much of a gamer. I was more of an active. I was always like looking for a sport to play. So the fact that like those two games engaged you beyond just pressing the buttons and arrows, those were my those were my top two. And then third, beyond that, would probably be I don't even know the name of the baseball game, but whatever that RBI baseball baseball maybe. Yep, RBI baseball. RBI baseball was great. Yeah, yeah. Okay, good stuff. That's a classic trio that you just. Well, thanks for joining us, Riley. It's great to have you. (laughs) Yeah, anytime, guys. We'll talk. Uh, Now to what happens for BYU football in the 2018 season. And for the last week, we've been talking specifically about if you had to name a starter right now, who would it be? And there are five, at least five guys in the potential running to be the guy for BYU running out against Arizona. We think it's going to be three, really, because of things that Aaron Roderick and Jeff Grimes have told us. But, Riley, if you had to project a starting quarterback for the Cougars in Tucson on Saturday, September 1st, Right now, who's your guy? So um, it's tough. It's it's hard for me to say because if I were the coach, I'd definitely be anxiously awaiting uh, performance in fall camp. Spring, we obviously uh, was our first chance to get a look at, at Zach. And then, you know, Bo was kind of the guy that I think was running the majority of stuff in spring. And then Tanner and his, you know, being limited there. But I'd be looking forward to, honestly, I think it's a toss-up. Well, I think Zach will compete hard. I think there's just some things from being in the program, being college football, that in a fall camp setting, it being Zach's first fall camp and with Bo and Tanner having been there before, I think those two will kind of be the ones. Though I I don't rule out Zach starting a game at some point during the season. Um, but I'd say it's between Bo and Tanner. And from what I've been able to look at the at the offense and where it's built to have a quarterback with a run threat, I might give a slight edge to, uh, to Bo Hodge. 
The question with Bo is, can he stay healthy? Because he, he showed some uh, flashes of brilliance, but there's not been a lot of volume. So what do you see as being maybe the the biggest inhibitor of Bo Hodge not being the starter? I would second that. I think it's his ability to be um, to stay healthy. You know, you look at him, and guys like him are built so. Our, our old strength coach, Coach Armour, used to say they're they're built like drag racers. They'll blow anybody out in a quarter mile, but every fifth race, it seems like you know a tire blows out just because they're they're such finely tuned athletic machines sometimes it's a little bit better to be like a hemi truck to where you're not the fastest you're not you know it's not as flashy but every day you go out to turn on the truck and it starts up and it handles the workload that you put on it so i'd say that's his number one um thing that he'd be that he should be working on this summer uh, along with his skills and his talent but just injury prevention uh, both from a physical and a training standpoint and then also uh, a style of play that when he does get out of the pocket uses athleticism he doesn't uh, subject himself to to punishment that could lead to an injury riley nelson quarterback to byu to a top 25 coaches poll finish in 2011 he's with us on byu sports nation whoever the starting quarterback is in tucson on september 1st what advice would you give to that guy going in under a new offensive coordinator to be, uh, you know, it would be interesting to see when they're declared, but even before you may be declared the guy, you should act as if you're the guy, and that means having uh, spending extra time with Coach Grimes and Coach Roderick and, and going into their office, trying to understand, not just understanding there's the execution part of a quarterback. In other words, you know the play, you know the motions, you know how to execute the play. But also, why is this play in the game plan? Why are we calling it in these situations? Is it setting up future plays? Are we calling it to take advantage of a certain player, you know, weakness in the player, a certain scheme advantage that we have? Spending that extra time to not just understanding the what and the how, but the whys with the coordinator so that you can be lockstep. So when that play calling comes in, or when that call comes in from the sideline it's never a surprise to you you're almost half expecting it um and and it will just make when, once you have that level of mastery it makes the execution of the plays so much second nature you think so much less and ultimately you're able to allow your instincts and athletic ability to take over which i believe is the recipe for success for any athlete out there take your head out of it rely on your instincts and go play the game and the guy who may hit uh, fit that mold could be Tanner Mangum. He is by far the most experienced quarterback. But how do you perceive his career and kind of where he is now, Riley? Because he came in as a freshman. It was not he was not expected to play quickly through two successful hail marys, which were awesome. There's a certain amount of luck associated with those throws, but they were successful. Nine and four throws to tall receivers is has a really nice freshman year. And by really nice, that's probably an understatement. And then last year really took a step back, but there were some other mitigating factors. How how do you perceive Tanner Mangum's career at this point? It's been a rough one for sure. From his perspective, it's been probably not what he expected or not what definitely not what he hoped for. Um, but what if I'm Tanner, I'm excited for an opportunity to reverse that trend and I get one more shot at writing my story, writing my legacy. You know, someone 
who I had a really strong junior year, um, partly because I stayed healthy and we stayed healthy up front and on the O-line and we're relatively healthy on the offensive line. So we were able to, um, you know, finish out the season with 10 wins and rank. And then my senior year, I get hurt. The rest of the offensive staff is battling injuries and we kind of limp our way to the finish line. And honestly, that's the legacy that I left, and I wish it didn't happen that way. A lot of it was outside of my control, so I can't dwell on it too much. But Tanner is fully in control, at least at this point, of the of what his legacy will be uh, at BYU. Everyone remembers the fourth quarter, right? Or they remember that last year of your eligibility more so than anything happened before. No one's better evidence of that than John Beck who had extreme struggles um, through his underclass years but had an absolute fantastic and memorable senior year, and he's one of the all-time, you know, and he's positioned himself up there with one of the all-time greats. So I'm, I'm anxious to the chance to, to prove myself. I'm anxious for the opportunity to finish the way that I want to finish. Really, everything that's happened up to this point um, doesn't matter, except that it provided me some pretty significant and intense learning experiences that have forged my resolve uh, to go out and be the best player I can be this year. Great stuff with Riley Nelson on BYU Sports Nation. What are your expectations for a brand new offense coming off a four and nine season? Well, honestly, I think, um, and, and as you guys said before, there's there was a myriad of factors why uh, there was a little bit of a drop off last year. But I think things last year was such a struggle and things were so hard. I really don't see it getting much worse. I kind of feel that there's uh, only the only place we can go from here is up. Um, but my expectation is I, I don't know about yards and points and you know whether they're going to throw for a bunch or run for a bunch or what. But one thing that I expect is for an absolute culture change to uh, to have come. I think there will be. I think just by you know personality and leadership and from what little I've been around the program this spring since this new staff has been instilled, I think there will be uh, an emphasis on discipline. There will be a, a, an ultimate emphasis on effort. And in college football still, even this day where everybody's so, you know, it's all about 40 times and how fast you are, how strong you are, how skilled you are, if you are if you give great effort and you are disciplined in knowing and executing your assignments, then uh, you're going to be in the top half of college football, and that's what I expect from this offense this year. Riley, we appreciate the time, man. We'll do it again soon. Uh, good luck with your duck hunt tournament. I hope you win it all. <laughs> Always. <laughs> Thanks for having me on, fellas. Thanks, Riley. Riley Nelson on the Deseret First Credit Union Hotline. Deseret First, your values, your timeline, your financial future. Because Whoa. Bo Hodge. Well, yeah, Bo Hodge. Hodge. And then how about the dynamic that he set up for leaving a legacy and what he has had to go through? I don't think that's his legacy. To me, his legacy is 2011, red alert, all that. So, stay, like, being tough, staying in, even if you're hurt. Coming up, who is BYU playing in the men's basketball season opener this season? We'll tell you what the report is. And what awards did BYU softball pick up in the West Coast Conference? More like, what awards did they not pick up in the West Coast Conference? See what you did there. This is BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation is brought to you in part by DexterLaw.com for help when you need it most. Shout out to today's guests, former BYU quarterback Riley Nelson and the Sports Center featured BYU softball star Caitlin Aldridge. Sorry to Dennis Pitta, we ran out of time. Did we? If you missed any part of the show, you can always download the podcast on iTunes or Google Play. Let's whip it. 
It's time for the Cougar Whip Around Basketball. CBS Sports College basketball analyst John Rothstein is reporting BYU will open the season in Reno against the Wolfpack of Nevada and get a return game in Provo the next season. Baseball. Third baseman Nate Favero, the West Coast Conference Player of the Week, going 9 for 13 in a three-game series at San Francisco, took his average of 32 points. The Batcats take on number three-ranked Stanford today. Four Eastern, listen on BYU Radio. Watch it on the pack-12.com. Good luck to the Cougars. Golf. In the second round of the NCAA Regional in Norman, the men's team, number 39 in the country, currently seventh place. They need to be in the top six to advance. At five over, Patrick Fishburne leads the team tied for third place at four under today. He shot three under through eight today. Cougars in the NFL. The Arizona Cardinals have released former BYU wide receiver Jonah Trinneman. Little birdie tells me he's on other radars. Oh, More to come. Lacrosse. Is that little bird? Who is it? Say your so- midfielder Zach Labrum. That's a fun last name. Was named to the 2018 MCLA Division I All-Tournament team after the Cougars run to the title game last week. Softball. Libby Sugg, Player of the Week, again in the West Coast Conference. Autumn Moffitt, Pitcher of the Week in the West Coast Conference. We told you the annual awards as well. Good stuff. No, we haven't told you. Oh, we haven't awards. told They're you. They're not out. We think we, don't know, we know what the annual we awards We can't tell will you be. what we don't know. <laughs> Today's Rise and Shop brought to you by Dexter and Dexter Help when needed most. DexterLaw.com. Who deserves the it The makers today? of Nintendo. Thanks to those Japanese guys. <laughs> NES returning in June. What's the greatest Nintendo game of all time? At Glenn, or sorry, Glenn Reedy on Facebook. Zelda. I'm surprised it took us this long to get to Zelda. Oh, dude, the music of Nintendo games, awesome as well. So the London Philharmonic did a special show on Zelda, just the music. I I bought it. It's amazing. You bought it? It's amazing. It was amazing. I just rented it at the library a few months later. Come on. I bought it a long time ago when CDs oh. were still a thing. Oh, on okay? C- a compact disc? Yes, on a compact disc. I like regular discs. The elite voice of the day at Kiwi Jackman. TNC Surf Design was fantastic. That was a great game. How often do you get to be a surfing cat in a tuxedo? Uh, never. Fair point. Conversation continues 24-7 on Twitter and Instagram. Hashtag BYUSN. We need to play Nintendo, Jerem. Have one in our office. Audio podcast on iTunes, Google Play, and the TuneIn app. I'm going now. For Jerem, I am Spencer. Shout out to Brock Hale, who's been Mr. Consistency. Do, 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 do. <laughs>